You're listening to The Horse Ownership Experience with Billy Koch and Michelle Yu. Midnight Storm, a brilliantly fast grade one winner by Pioneer of the Nile. Mike Smith just points him in the right direction. Midnight Storm dominating. Millionaire and seven-time graded stakes winner on dirt and turf. Midnight Storm over accelerators, finding the line well, but not well enough. And Midnight Storm has taken it by two lengths. From America's hottest sire line. Midnight Storm, he wins it this year. Midnight Storm. Standing at TaylorMade Farm. Welcome to another edition of the Horse Ownership Experience. I'm Billy Koch, founder and managing partner of the Little Red Feather Racing Club. With me back from Saudi Arabia is the great Michelle Yu. Michelle, welcome home. Thank you. Sorry. We... Should... Well, hold on. Yeah. Oh, that means hello and welcome You're so Arabic. You're so knowledgeable with the whole Arabic <laughs> yeah, <right>. thing. Um, <laughs> we're going to talk about a lot of stuff today. Uh, no guest today. This was my doing because I really want to talk to you about your experience in Saudi Arabia, the Dubai World Cup, everything that's going on. There were so many things that happened. Uh, Mike Smith, we're going to talk about. Um, uh, and, and I just didn't feel like I wanted to talk to anybody else besides you. Oh, that's so sweet. Um, <laughs> well, you know, first of all, let's, let's well, start. Well, Gary West, come on, let's be honest. Well... Gary West is whatever. I'm tired of him anyway. Um, <laughs> tell us, uh, tell us first before we get into the the race, which was the Saudi Cup. I think I might have called it the Dubai World Cup, which is coming up. Yeah. Um, tell us just about your experience getting there, getting a feel for the place. What was it like? What was the layout? And give us give a, give our audience just a little perspective on what you went through. So um, getting there was relatively painless. It was a direct flight from here to Istanbul, which is about 14 hours, two-hour layover, and then about four hours from Istanbul to Rita. And that's kind of where everything is based. The layout of the area that we were in in Saudi is a little widespread. Um, So like the airport is about 15 minutes from the racetrack. And then our hotel was like another 45 minutes from the racetrack. Mm. And there were people that stayed closer, but there was nothing that was like a walking distance away. Everything was a relatively long haul. Um, And on some days, like I think it was Friday, maybe, maybe Thursday, Thursday or Friday, like the King and some other foreign dignitaries were in town and, traffic kind of stops for them so like some of our crew it took them like four hours to get to the racetrack oh wow because the, like already the driving is insane it's like all it's like all these roads and there's no lines so people just kind of drive helter skelter oh that's and, what i was going to ask you is it is it i mean can you compare it to, how do you compare it to a to a u.s city or or do you just compare it like can't. to you can't well, it's nothing like that and it's like i almost feel like it's in the movies when we see those, you know, the foreign lands, obviously, and I'm trying to think of like some thriller where right, they're just we're driving, like, like Black Hawk Down, or right? Whatever. Oh God, not yeah. Black, Black, so it's not. not. It's not that like rural. I mean, the the city itself is really large. It's just because it's super spread out. Like, have you ever been to Louisville? Sure. Like, you know, how the city of Louisville is actually like the 15th biggest city in the nation, but it, it encompasses like so much oh, ground very, very that you kind out. of just think of like, oh, downtown, like Fourth Street Live, but it's yeah, it's so far spread, right? So the area that we were in is something similar to that in that it's very spread out. There's like 
if you've been to Dubai, it's very reminiscent of that big kind of buildings like smash in with like more traditional Arabic style buildings with like a main thoroughfare. Right. And there is like a metro, although I'm not sure if it's working because I didn't see it. There was is there, a was ton there, of construction. Was there, a, was there a hype for the race? Was Did people know about it? Did it seem like it was a big deal? In the city itself, um, I didn't actually spend too much time like walking about the city. Okay. But like as soon as I landed, my cell phone, like when I turned it on, it was like, welcome to Saudi Arabia. And then it was like, please, I like, well, let me see. Hold on. I'll tell you exactly what it said. But it like mentioned the Saudi cup. So it's like oh, everyone wow. that flew in when they landed automatically got this like text message that said that. So and the racetrack just on TV alone. Uh, when I was watching it, obviously your coverage, uh, you and, and Nick Luck, and and by the way, let's take a pause here because if you follow anything on social media, and we are at Own a Horse or at the Michelle U at BKLRF on Twitter, the the you are all the rage. I mean, I I don't Yay. think I've I've heard so many compliments about a television uh, show that you put on uh, with Nick. Uh, it was just extremely complimentary. I thought you were fantastic. Did you did you feel like you were doing anything differently than you normally do, or did you feel? What do you attribute this kind of rash of Michelle Hansen, you Hansen love? <laughs> Um, well, I think that people were just watching it. I don't think everyone watches the simulcast day to day for Santa Anita, which is where I do the you know vast majority of my work. Anytime you do something on Fox, Fox gets a, I mean a ton more eyes on it. Even when I used to do like high school football for Fox, I had more people calling me about that than anything else. Right. So I think that was you know key was just it being on Fox, and then everyone wanted to watch the whole race. So, you know, it's at a time of day when there's not much else going on. So you're kind of sitting there plugged in. So I think that that's definitely um, the case for a lot of people having eyes on it. As far as like me, I mean, I spent probably six, seven hours trying to like, quote unquote handicap, but just get stuff together because there were no PPs. Like we get over here, we print out DRF, we call it a day, we can look at it, we can utilize workouts. There was none of that for this. In fact, there were some horses that would be like 10 years old and that was all it would say wow. to their name and that they were 10. So like I had, I mean, there we were using DRF and the racing form and Equibase and trying to watch like Saudi races and Frutia. Like, I mean, all these just random websites trying to like piecemeal together our own form of like just being able to say something. Yeah. Uh, and like come the Arabian races, like right in the middle, I had like a major screw up. I had walked away and I had to do some interviews and I came back and Nick was like, it's the Arabian race. And I flip to the Arabian race. I'm like, talk, I'm like, look at this horse. I'm like, this horse does not look like an Arabian. It looks like a thoroughbred. I'm like, she doesn't have the dished head or the body. That's so right. weird. And like, I'm talking about it and ends up, well, it was the thoroughbred race for Arabian thoroughbreds. So like Arabian owned thoroughbreds or like Arabian bred thoroughbreds. And so like, I got some heat I about, oh, this. Michelle could even tell the difference. I'm like, well, technically I could, because I was saying it, it does looked not like look a like thoroughbred, an Arabian, right? right? Yeah. But oh, like, that's like too well, good. you could have just looked at your PPs. You obviously didn't study. It's like, oh no, let me tell. I had right. seven, eight hours worth of studying. <laughs> but like, well, you he, know, there's there's listen. just no information. So that's like a Pat Cummings thing, right? Like he's all about the free data. We need to like streamline data. Yeah, I have never been more on that bandwagon after doing the show. Well, I think it goes to show you that also preparation is key, and it, oh, it yeah. it's that way with anything. It was that way when we used to take tests, you know, in high school or college or grammar school. If you, the more prepared you were, the better you did. And I think right. going over there and the fact that you were studying and the fact that you, you know, uh, listen, you, you put a lot of time into it and you're you're very good at your craft. Of course, I was sitting there judging your um, grammar, 
which actually uh, <laughs> it was that bad, right? it was not that bad. I don't know if you're are you like listening to grammar tapes or something or how did no, or is it just our just show think, that you're getting better? Yes. Are well, you... I think because I don't want Billy to annihilate me, and so <laughs> especially you know what you know how my worst thing is like, hey, you guys, you guys, you guys, yeah, you guys, so, you, you notice I haven't been saying that, it's, and I'm it's like, so I, good. I, I like spell it out in my brain so I don't say it. Real it's, quick, let me read you this. Yeah. So like when you land, it says uh, when you land in the country, it says STC wishes you a pleasant stay in the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Enjoy the best service and widest coverage to stay connected to your loved ones. STC is a proud sponsor of the world's richest horse race and it presents to you Kingdom Day, a That's day amazing. of racing and festivities, the likes of which have never been seen before, where male and female jockeys from all over the world meet their racehorses on the day of the race and compete to win the ultimate prize. Join us and take part of the entertainment activities for the whole family. To learn more, click here. And it was a link to SaudiCup.com. Wow. So I thought that was really cool when you kind of, you know, just got into the country and you got to see that. Well, we're not going to go all politics here on this show. We don't do that. Uh, it's just not one of our strong suits. But I did see that there was a woman jockey that won. Obviously, uh, there were... Well, she was the first woman jockey to win a race in Saudi. Uh, Bill Mott's Gallup Girl was the first woman to ride a horse on a racetrack in Saudi. Incredible. Uh, so progress. There is, you know... You know, it's the, progress. Yeah, progress. And if you saw, Mike Smith won the jockey challenge, but the second, third, and fourth place finisher were all women. Wow. I didn't even notice that. Amazing. Yeah, it was okay. awesome. Progress. It was Progress. Really awesome. All right. Let's get to what people really want to hear and why they're going to turn into the show today. Because I, I, I want to know some inside scoop of what was going on leading up to the race. We, we're going to talk about what happened in the race. And most of the people who are listening to the show, if you're listening, you know Maximum Security won. Uh, Midnight Bisu uh, ran an unbelievable race and finished second. Um, it was a... Uh, I don't even know if it was strangely run. It wasn't really strangely run, except for the fact that Mucho Gusto uh, the, the, had no direction halfway down the lane and was going all over the place. What are you talking about? Irad had perfect direction. He was, <laughs> I think he was just race riding the snot out of that horse. Okay, maybe. I, I, I can't tell. I don't know. I'm not there. But, Michelle, what was going on pre-race? What was? What were a lot of the thoughts? I, 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 I've told stories about you know seeing a horse in the paddock and you're like, oh my god, there's no way this horse is going to lose. Like, did Maximum Security look incredible? What, no, what was going on? I mean, he looked fine. He looked. I'll tell you what, the best looking horse in the paddock, in my opinion, was Gronkowski and Midnight Bisu. They looked phenomenal in there. Um, Maximum Security looked fine, but he was super lathered between his legs. He had like flank sweat. He had his earplugs in because he'd been a little bit of a bad actor that week training. Um, but he was being really calm. And then we had this delay. So they had like said the race will go off as scheduled, except oh, right. waiting for the king to arrive. I saw that. And then the king was late. Okay. So we had those. King was late. The, the paddock is like miniature. It is. I How big? What can I compare it to? It was like well, compared to like Santa Anita Paddock, Test Barn. Oh, well, it's half this. Okay, you know the walking ring that's like outside, yeah. where, where everyone sees the horses. Yes, it's not even that size. So wow. it's like maybe three quarters of that size, and you had fourteen horses, and they're trying to walk around. Whoa. So like at first, all the fillies and everything were in there, and then there were like two horses, the two horse and um, 
the five horse that were kind of like getting all gigged up and the guy in the two horse kept screaming if you like if you stopped to like adjust your girth or anything like the horse tried to like run through so he was like keep Whoa. moving keep moving Whoa. so like they moved the five right smack into like the middle so the five just stood there for like 15 minutes didn't even move a muscle <laughs> after that and everyone else kept moving well they took the fillies away and they moved the fillies like a back area which i saw people like oh look they're segregating it's like you know what first of all they're the two outside horses because they didn't do that till they started to get them information but second of all it's smart you've got a whole bunch of studs and two fillies there you don't need to have any any accidents right from a stud smelling a filly or whatever so i sure. thought it was fine and you, the two you know we'll talk like about anything on this spot. show studs studs right. smelling fillies well, uh just saying you get in really in really close proximity that there could be an issue if someone was in heat so they separated them out finally they were like okay the king's here so the horses can leave but i mean they were back there an extra like 15 minutes longer that's than they should have been. Like. Yeah, so that's what let it me tell like. you what they had to do, first of all. Yes. The opposite side of the racetrack. So like where the where the race started, behind the chute over there is where the quarantine barns were. Okay. The, the saddling area, the pre-parade ring, they call it, is like top of the stretch vicinity. So the horses actually have to get on a van and they van over to a holding barn behind the pre-paddock ring. It's a 14-minute van ride. And then they get off into the holding barn. Oh, then this, from the holding barn, they terrible. come into the pre-paddock. And then from the pre-paddock, they walk all the way down the length of the stretch to the parade ring. And then after they're in the parade ring, then they warm up and go race. That seems like a 45-minute process. Hold on, I have to yell at my child. Olivia, yeah, what are you doing right now? Yeah, Olivia. No, don't put any more on. Okay. I got like these free things from flying that has like lotion and stuff in it. You, you know, oh, and, nice. And they were all they're all scented and Olivia has put on like ninety five of them today <laughs> and she smells like I mean Do you know like what this is? This is you know what this counter. is? This is a phone call conversation from me to you saying, How is your trip? That's what this <laughs> is. This is what it is. And we're just recording it for people because right. for whatever reason they like to listen to us. Uh this so, is the horse ownership experience. We're talking about Michelle. Michelle Yu's trip. Do I call you Michelle Yu or Michelle Yu Hansen? Yeah. What do I call no, you? Michelle Yu. You're still Michelle, Michelle Yu? Because yeah. I changed it on my thing now. You're Michelle Hansen on my phone. Oh, really? Reason. Yeah, I think I hit something. I don't know what I did. Uh, um, um, okay, she's telling us all about the, the uh, trip to Saudi Arabia. We are now at the race. Um, who did you like going in? Because you and I missed last we week. Didn't we didn't do a do podcast. A pick. We didn't, we didn't, yeah, we didn't, we, we didn't have to do a pick for the race itself. So obviously, you know I'm a huge just Midnight Bisou fan through and through. Sure. So I was for sure rooting her on. Um, I loved Ben, ben Badel or Ben Patel, however you say his name. I loved him. And I thought it would be really great to see Maxim Security do well. So, I mean, those were the first right, and well, now obvious ends up they were good. But that's who we were kind of focusing on, like, leading up to the race. Take us through your version of the race. And I'll kind of – I can kind of chime in and take you through what I saw um, – and, you know, it was very apparent that uh, Mucho Gusto wanted the lead, obviously, and he got it. Right. Uh, I read Ortiz. Right. And you, from the, the angle and the timing, it was kind of hard for me, at least, to see kind of how fast they were going. Did you did you know that they were rolling yeah, out there? No they, were, they have no they fractions. They have no fractions, right? So they were, yeah. like, they were just, like, kind of going, and it looked like he was going fast. I couldn't really tell. But it the, was really it was really deceiving to tell for every race like how fast they were right. going. The interesting thing watching it again, I just watched on TV, was Midnight Beast who kind of got shut off at the start, didn't break well, and was really far back, which is she, she I'm not accustomed last. to. But yeah, they she was turned for home. I was like, this filly just spit the bit. You could see her tongue hanging out. Yeah. I mean, she spit the bit. She's done. She hated like 
earlier in the day there was like no kickback at all and then by the time that race had run and they had like turned up the surface a little bit there was a significant amount more kickback than there was to begin with although it's still not like significant compared to what we have here in the states but i was like she hated it she just did not like it i felt the same way and that was it i I felt the same way and and the amazing thing was and there's a great camera angle um that showed uh louis saez aboard uh maximum security he he was actually went to the stick at about I don't know what it was, but it was like kind of before the turn or during the turn. Yeah. I he thought he was like done. Mile sustained ride. Yeah, I think he was. I thought he was done. I thought Mucho Gusto was just going to open up and just pull away. I mean, it didn't didn't look like he was tiring at all. It looks like he was going easy. I rat had never asked him. Um, and then then the race riding began. And tell us like a little bit about what you heard afterwards, as far as uh, the the race riding of Irad Ortiz is concerned. And we, then we can well, talk Jason about Mike Service Smith. Was extremely upset. He thought that uh, that he hoped that Irad got brought in to the stewards uh, for review. He said that he should make him watch film for it. He was not happy at all because that horse was just all over the place. And you know we've talked a lot about when horses have to alter path and when they have to check or something. I mean, at one point going down this the and maximum security is like looking for a hole he's kind of going out going out going out and then he checks him and moves him in and then here comes mucho gusto again it's like it was oh weird. my gosh yeah. you know and the it fact was... that that horse like powered by i was so impressed it, did you see the video of jason service and whoever the guy with the beard is who's the guy with the beard with the hair that's what i call him the maximum security guy it was his like maybe son. his assistant trainer oh that's jason service's that's son garrett yeah okay it was it was a very it was an interesting video because I mean Jason Service just is just standing with his arms crossed until about the last hundred yards of the race. Yeah. Um, and I actually you know I'm not I'm not a Jason Service fan. I'm also not a Jason Service hater. Um, we do this show and you and I tend to stay in the middle. Uh, that's kind of our jobs. Uh, I I don't have a strong opinion either way. But the fact that they were calling him Max, I kind of liked. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like when horses have nicknames. Is that right? is that weird? You know, I just nope. was like, I, I yeah, like they're like, too. come on, Max. And I was like, I, I kind of like that. Then all of a sudden on the inside, here comes Midnight Bisu out of fucking yeah. nowhere. Nowhere. Like, nowhere. We're, you know, and Mike Smith's going all out. And obviously he we're going to talk about that. Um, so I'll tell you this. I was like, okay. come on, Max. Come on, Max, to get by Mucho Gusto. Right. Right. And then I look up. I'm like, it's Bisu. It's Bisu. <laughs> And I'm, you know, I was, I was like standing up, I was whipping, I was screaming and I was mic'd up and I know the guys in my ear were like, oh my God, shut up. But I was like, she's going to get it. Come on, come on, she, come on. Yeah. And I was yelling, don't stop whipping. Yeah. Don't stop whipping. Well, all right. So, so for the, for the people who don't know what has happened now, Mike Smith was fined, uh, 60% of his earnings or approximately $200,000 $200, plus given an 11 day suspension that the CHRB here in California is going has said that they will. To uh, be fair, he yes. was actually only given like an eight or nine day suspension for that ride. He was given an additional suspension for not weighing in, okay. not weighing out. So after two a suspensions. Ride. Yeah. Now I read an article today that Mike will uh, protest. How? How? Yeah, I've read about uh, Jeff Bloom, the owner of Midnight Bisu, amongst others, who have said you know Mike did nothing wrong. Um, where do you sit on this subject? Uh, you know, we're gonna have to. We, we, people want to hear. People want to know where Michelle Yu well, is because now that you're this big famous horse racing broadcaster, oh gosh, probably going to leave the um, podcast soon. So he he got suspended for using the whip 14 times when you're only permitted to use it 10 times. So is he supposed he to count? A, like yes. what's he supposed to do? Like one? Oh yeah. god! Oh, I can't! I can't do it again. Well, to be fair, I'm on here, 13. It's like you have to go one, two, and then wait. One, two, and then wait. Right? He went so like 13 like, straight times. 
What did yeah, he do? which, you know, and he was given an additional day for using the aid with no regard for the horse's stride. Okay. Um, they were given at least like one, if not two different sit down talks about like, don't forget, we're going to have, we have these whip rules, you know sure. what I mean? Sure. So. So how do you feel? I mean. Where do you stand? I feel like, well. Does the punishment like, fit the crime? Okay. So the punishment seems exorbitant. 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 That was cute, though. That was was so Um, cute. I'm so glad I have that. I want to stab you. No, you're the best. Okay. It was huge because the purse was huge. Sure. Right? So, like, yeah, it sucks. It's 60% of your purse, so it's a huge amount of money. So, like, if I was Mike Smith and I got the whole check and then I had to, like, write part of the check back, I'd be like, what the fuck? Like, this (laughs) sucks. Yeah. But. If you just like give me the check and it's minus the two hundred thousand, you probably won't notice because I think the check is still going to be huge. Because, I mean, she earned three point five million dollars for running second there. You know, Tacitus won fifth; he earned a million dollars. Good for so, him. So, like, you know, and Mike Smith had won a couple of races and he had won the Jockey Challenge. Like, even the races he won the day before. Were, right, but you so, know, so what do you do? So these guys, but these guys are given rules. They're sat down. They're told the rules, and but then and then we kind of say, oh, but it's a twenty million dollar race. So you, know, you can do whatever exactly. you want. You know, like so what you are you as an when owner were, when they're talking about taking away whips in California? Sure. And they were like, oh, there'll be a penalty, and it's like, okay, so if this comes to the Breeders' Cup and you're going to win the Classic, do you whip and pay the penalty? So right. and this so is I like a clear cut is... answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I whip and try to and try to do it because right. say he had whipped and he had actually won the race that's a huge payday so even if they take 60 percent of that you still ended up uh, you know in the in the black what do they do with the money that they don't pay with the 200 the 200 000 i have no idea I if, maybe they give it to aftercare anyway <laughs> um congratulations to the wests to maximum well, security you, I, you know i i'm i'm in your camp i i find it very hard to put uh, restrictions on guys. I do understand the one, two or the one, two, three, and then you have to wait and the one, two, three. I'm not a jockey. Like I've never right. even bid on a horse or carried a whip yeah, to, to in a to race. Like I have, no, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I have no idea how you're supposed to do that. I don't know. Right. So it's kind of like, I, I read some things on Twitter that just said, take away the whips altogether, which actually makes sense if you're going to find the guy, right? Because it's, well, it's you a, know, Ocean o- Ocean Murphy got in trouble for using the whip on Deidre, but he applied and got a group race dispensation so he can ride Super Saturday in Dubai. Yeah. So like he was able to still take his days, but he can ride in stakes pretty much. Okay. And he did that like right there. So like the yeah. the cool thing about it is like right after the race they announced like oh by the way this person got this this right. and this so like you know they'll say like the one of the girls Michaela. Um, Michaela Michelle or whatever got days after one of her races for, you know, whatever she got and they announced over the loudspeaker. So like we, so you know, right then what they've been fined and what their, what their days are going to be. So they don't have like time to appeal and wait for all this. They bring you right down. They, the stewards talk to you and that's it. And it's announced in the next race. Okay. Well, listen, they got to do what they got to do. And, and he, he obviously he broke the rules. Uh, Is this, I, I just think it's, maybe it's too much. That would be my okay, thing. It's so a little excessive. Just you know, you know, Travis. Just, you know what your buddy Travis you said. Was, he texted me. What? He said, "If he'd have hit her seventeen times, she probably would have won." <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Travis. We shouldn't laugh. Then we're going to get in trouble. No, we're Wait, not. You, we, they know we're joking. Though, do you think that if the like, just say the amount of money that Mike 
let's say it was a million dollar race instead of 20 million. Okay. So what's he taking home for finishing second in a, in a 20, in a $1 million race, like 400,000 no, or some of that. What are you talking about? A million dollar race. He huh? get, the winner gets a million dollar race. He get, they would get 600,000, right? Or in this case, they only gave, I think it's 50%. So let's say 500,000 right. and he gets 10%, okay. 50 grand. Okay, so fi- so then so it's fifty thousand, and then they had to pay sixty percent of that. Right. So then That's he about would be 30. paying thirty thousand. So it would be a thirty thousand uh, dollar. It doesn't matter, Michelle. Does that sound it, better. Well, no. I think, but I think I'm sixty percent is the sixty percent. Hung up on the, um, like the dollar amount. I think you're probably right, but I, I think again, going back to it, rules are rules, and they set the punishment beforehand. They knew about it. It wasn't like it. It, it shouldn't have been a surprise. Right. It wasn't arbitrary. Like, ooh, let's find him sixty. Exactly. Exactly. Right. These are the fines. These are what we do. This is how we do it. And and I think in that case, yeah, he broke the rules. Is it excessive? Sure, probably. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's got to know that's going on. Anyway, congratulations to the West. Uh, let's talk about maximum security. Um, everybody knows what happened last year with the Kentucky Derby, but. Mm-hmm. Isn't it incredible, Michelle, that if not, if they don't take him down in that race, he's only his only defeat was that prep race. What was it? It was uh, last year. I didn't even remember uh, what it was. It was the like race the, that he got beat by King King right, Day. Right. That's the only horse that's ever beat gate. him. And yeah, it's he's really had a remarkable career. And by winning this race, doesn't it validate? just how good this horse is and where he so. should but go that down was the whole thing going in right like this is the first time he's gotten a chance to show like is he really good that's what i kind of feel like too i kind of feel like even though i knew he was an outstanding racehorse i really never i don't think i ever gave him personally the credit he deserves until right. that race and when i saw him right. go by mucho gusto and i saw him hold by hold off uh, uh, uh midnight bisu and i, I ho- saw him beat a bunch of very good horses like mckenzie was in there tacitus is in there um you know very good group of horses i really think this this is a a special horse and i almost it's almost like michelle do you, i almost want to go back in time and go back and look at the kentucky derby and go yeah did he really need to come down <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, isn't that, you know what I mean? Like, like at the time, and we'd have to go back to our show because I know we, we were, we were probably torn. Um, I think with all the video evidence and everything that was going on at that time, I, I think I even said, I, I think I probably would have taken him down. But now that I go back, man, we really might have, like, screwed up history. No, because even everyone, you know what I mean? He almost, there was almost a really bad wreck and there was lucky it didn't happen. So the thing is he has validated himself past the Kentucky Derby, right? So like after the Kentucky Derby, he colicked really bad. He was sidelined. He still comes back to win a grade one versus three-year-olds. And then he won a grade one versus a grade three versus older horses. And then he beat a grade one going back to a mile versus older horses. And then he runs this nine furlong race. And if he wins another race at a classic distance, I think the thing that we said he's not legit is because he didn't run in Breeders' Cup Classic. So we didn't get to like stack yeah, him up against like right. quote unquote best of the best. And it wasn't like it was the best Breeders' Cup field this year anyways. But this is like proof. Like now he just carried his game. He went out of the country. So he's medication free. Yeah. There's so yeah. many things that all of a sudden click together to show you, wow, he really is legit. So the fact that he's not going to Dubai and he's going to come back over here for, you know, stateside, you know, stateside racing of whatever kind, I yeah. think – We'll just be all eyes on him, but 
I mean, it's good to have a star he's, though. He's, he's a star. Cool. He's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a star. And I gotta say, Jason Service uh, sat down on the set with us for about 15 minutes and talked to us about Max and about the Derby and about his problems and about his the way like how Jason trains and I mean all he just sat there and was really candid about wow. it. So I thought it was really nice of him to do awesome. that. Awesome. Let's take a quick break, Michelle, and then we'll come back and we will uh, we'll pick this up. We'll talk about some other stakes action. We'll talk about what's coming up uh, this week in Southern California. And I, I want to talk a little bit about uh, Ryan Hansen's hot streak, you know, give him some credit. So let's take a quick break and we'll come right back. Come join us at Santa Anita for exciting live thoroughbred action from now until June 21st. And with our new Ultimate Fan Experience, you can get immersed in Santa Anita like never before. Your Ultimate Experience package includes a meet and greet with a trainer at their barn in the morning, breakfast at Clocker's Corner, a box for the day, and an afternoon tour including visiting track announcer Frank Miramati in the announcer's booth. For upcoming events, guarantees, and everything that's happening at the great race place, visit SantaAnita.com slash events. And we're back. And we're back. Michelle, you there? Welcome back. Welcome yeah. back. Well, coming up. I should have said that. Did you watch Bachelor? I don't watch Bachelor. I should have said I'm so upset at myself. Coming up. I've been practicing that. Um, okay. Want to do it again? Um, no, Michelle. Let's talk a little bit. There was, some, uh, there was this crazy thing that happened while you were gone that the trainers got this uh, text about this new medication policy yeah, here I in Southern California. Yeah, I got it forwarded to me. Mm-hmm. So can you explain it to, to our audience just because it's out there, it's a little nutty. And then there was another thing today on Clembuterol. There's a big article from uh, Mark Cassie. Mark Cassie. Mm-hmm. So we, we've got a lot of things going on out here. Okay. So the first thing was the new rules for entry in California that the CHRB passed. So at a previous CHRB meeting, this went into effect, but it had to withstand like the 45-day comment period. I guess that passed and no one made a comment on it. And so all of a sudden it's like into effect. Well, they like sent out the text on like a Thursday, which means that they had already drawn for like Friday and Saturday at least, if not Friday, Saturday and Sunday already. Um, And it was like instead of normal pre-race procedures, which means you can, you know, your vet can come and give vitamins or DMSO or um, sure. you can take ketophen or all the stuff. You are now only allowed to give. It specifically says hay, oats, water, Lasix day of, in injectable vitamin, and that's it. Well, when when people feed horse food. They can give oats, but a lot of times most horses are getting sweet feed as well. And it's an oat mixture, but it's got other stuff in it. So like then trainers weren't sure. Does right, that but nothing, mean I can't nothing give, illegal. I literally can't. No, there's nothing illegal. Right. It's just, yeah. It's, just it's vitamins and I'll tell you. Right, with, right. Right. And then like, you know, people so give was, electrolytes. I give think, an electrolyte. I think the bottom line is it was very confusing. And I think what has come out that is lost in all this in what I heard today was that he actually apo- apologized was Mr. Ferraro who, or Dr. Ferraro, I should say, who thought that entries were all at 48 hours. So he, 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 I'm not kidding. And no, he, was, he didn't. Yes, really? That's how this wow. started. Yes. And that was the, um, that was the Just misconception. That was the Southern miscommunication. California, we have pushed our entry time Ex- out. Exactly. Like five days out. And so that's why people were like, so what, for five days I can't give my horse yes, an electrolyte? That's or, the know, problem. 
Right. That they, was the well, problem. And then the oats, the oats specifically too, because then it's like, you know, if you, if you change a horse's feed drastically, you can really get them to be sick. They can colic, they can die from a sudden change of feed. So for the more rules and the, you know, the technical rules, just to quote specifically oats, people were confused. Can I not yes. give sweet feed and, anymore? And now they can. I think they've, oats. I think they've changed it and I think they're mm-hmm. working on it. And I, what I've heard is they're going to, um, they're going to, work on this i think it goes into effect still um this weekend these this new rule but i think in a couple weeks there's going to be some changes and you know listen uh the horsemen in southern california have been through a lot in the past year and they Mm -hmm. have i think most of them and i'm going to say most because i'm sure there are still outliers out there have done everything they have can to abide by these new rules and to make sure that we are in a safe environment for our horses and that's the number one safe safety uh and to ask them to do this again i think it was just a communication error i think it was just well, handled poorly i think it's yeah, going to end up working it out when it's, it's like oh starting this weekend right. it's like we've already drawn for three right. three days so i agree starting and, like and in the middle some now. horses have advantages if they're if they're running in a right. saturday race versus a friday race it just makes no sense so yeah. i think it's going to get ruled but i just wanted to bring that up um you know, well, I had a chance. So, thank you for the explanation. Um, what does uh, what is? There were no big. Do we have any Kentucky Derby big horses last week? Because our our, our lists youth. say the same. Oh, the Fountain of Youth, of course. Yeah. Dennis's moment ran terrible, Michelle. What happened? You got I. Well, I have not been a Dennis moment hype horse even at Breeders' Cup, so um, I. I'm not going to say anything about Dennis's moment. Did you like Dennis's moment? Well, I mean, I always thought he had a, a, a ability. I did not, you know, I, Flavian Pratt flies across the country to take over because I read Ortiz was out of town. I thought he'd run better than he did. Uh, he, I saw an interview with uh, Pratt the next day. He just said he was, you know, the three ace bowl. He was just pretty empty, uh, right. which is just disappointing. You don't usually see that, especially from uh, Dale Romans, who was so high on this horse. Um, but congratulations to the winner, Etty Indian. It's Indian. Am I yep. saying that right? Yep. It's a yep. Indian. Uh, wire to wire fashion. Indian in, in French. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, Patrick Bean Cone with two very good Derby prospects. Where did he come from, Michelle? Patrick? Yeah. I mean, he hasn't been or around in short. ages. Well, no. This horse ran a great no. Place I, finish, I know uh, where. He, I know where this horse came from. I'm saying Patrick Bean Cone oh. went off the radar after the whole Cobra Venom thing, right? Well, he's been down in Florida. He's had, he's done, been doing okay. If you yeah. pay attention to a lot of South Florida racing, he's had some nice stakes horses. Okay. Um, just hasn't been, you know, in the forefront of say any Derby. But it's been a while since that pre, even before the Cobra Venom situation, because you know I think it was like Lionheart. Yes. And maybe Pomeroy, but I mean that's that's a while it's back. back. So a long time before he's Spanish been in the spotlight. Might have been his like last Derby starter. Yeah. Well, good for that team that they're they're back and, with two possible with Sol Volante and Etienne both on the uh, Derby trail. Do want to give some kudos out to the co-breeder Eric Buckley. He's been on our show before. Congratulations, good Eric. Good job, Buck. Yeah. And good then job. his uh, buddy Robert Tillier, Tillier, who is the co-breeder, but. Since Buck's been on our show, he Did gets Did we extra mention love. the owner of Et, uh, Etienne? Uh, Shanahan and Dream With Me Stables, Horse France America, DP Racing, and Patrick. Man, you are right on the money today. I like when you go away. You come back strong. <laughs> now, there are a couple of preps this weekend, I think. Yes, there's, here. There's, well, there's well, here. here. There's also the um, – what's happening in New York? There's something in New York. 
the Gotham. Mm. Let's see. Maybe I can. I always get those races confused, right? Yes. Like the Gotham. I'm going to tell you what's coming. You ready? Mm -hmm. Oh, Tampa Bay Derby. Yeah. Yeah. What about that? Sure. That's Solvolante and Chance. When was the? Is he? Are they really going to run Solvolante back there? That's what they're saying. Yeah. Well. That's going to give him, like, no shot in the Derby then. Okay. Well, we don't know. The Tampa Bay Derby is not a good springboard to the Kentucky Derby statistically. <laughs> They're not running Independence Hall in the Tampa Bay Derby. Yeah. He didn't like the, he no. didn't like the track over there at all. It didn't seem like. No. Uh, that's a, it's actually a big day. Uh, the Hillsboro, the Florida Oaks, the Challenger. A big day there. And a big day at Santa Anita. We have a huge day yeah, at Santa Yeah, huge Anita. day at Santa Anita. We have the Santa Anita Handicap, the San Felipe, the Kilro, the San Carlos, and the China Doll. Are you running I can't believe it's already time for the Santa Anita Handicap. It is strange. It seems very early. Yeah. No? I feel like it's always like the end of March, but I guess I'm wrong. Uh, yeah, obviously. Are you? What are you running this week? We run, uh, we're very excited to run Beguiled in the China Doll. Uh, okay. Beguiled is a daughter of uh, Orb, who won the Kentucky Derby, and she's a half sister to uh, our horse, our Grade One winner, Fault. And I love this filly. She's going to be a good prize for you, Michelle. She's been training unbelievably well. She is. She was still learning last time, and she won very, very easily. If you remember her race, I think I told yep. you about her that day. Yep. Um, be I interesting. I think D- uh, Drayden Van Dyke is sticking around, but we won't know till we take entries tomorrow. And then we ride a very good horse on Sunday also. Uh, Succeed and Surpass is going to make his 2020 debut in a one other than. And okay. it's. Uh, Are you it's, ever going to try him on the dirt? I don't know. Not right now. Maybe down the line. But let me tell you um, I don't know if you were watching the race the other day, but Originaire won the two other than. Yeah. And Succeed and Surpass beat him twice last year. Right. So I think he's going to be a very, very heavy favorite on uh, Sunday. I'm knocking on wood right now. I'm going to be very nervous for that race because I'm I'm very much looking forward to succeed and surpass having a big year uh, in 2020. Okay. So I like that's succeed what we and surpass. He's a cool horse, man. Wait till, wait till you do your XBTV homework on his breezes. You're going to freak out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's it. And so he breezes a, on the dirt, right? Because No, he breezes on the training track. You. Training track. Which is made of dirt. dirt. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what about... All right, one last thing. I want you to run that horse on the dirt, Billy. Okay, one last thing. Um, Rispoli in search of a new agent. Now, for those of mm-hmm. you who don't follow too closely in Southern California, this guy, Rispoli, has come over and been a, a, unbelievable. He's top four. He's winning every turf race. And uh, Ron Anderson just took the book of John Velasquez. And for people wondering why that's a problem, each agent is only allowed to have two journeymen at a time. So he has to ditch one of his journeymen. He's obviously not ditching Joel Rosario, so he ditches Umberto Rispoli instead. Now, Rispoli has said, oh, I don't even know if I'm going to stay over here. Maybe I'll go to Kentucky. I think that would be an absolute uh, terrible career move for him to do that. I agree. I, I think, think he's he done well. For sure stay. Yeah, I think he should for sure stay here where he started to make a name for himself. He's won some stakes. I mean, this is where he needs to be. Absolutely. San Vicente is this weekend, and it's Storm the Court, 
uh, a, a thousand words, authentic, honor just, AP. This is going to be an race. unbelievable race, and this will be. Yeah. So we're gonna we'll, we'll we're not gonna update our Triple Crown, our Kentucky Derby rankings this week, but next week after these preps, we might have to make some adjustments. Okay, and we that? have tons going on at Santa Anita too. What do we Family have? Family Fun Zone, um, Big Cat Beard Cider Festival, a gym bag giveaway if you're a Thoroughbred Club member, tequila tasting in the Chandelier Room, Ultimate Betting Challenge, the Golden Hour Double, which is a last race double from uh, Golden Gate and Santa Anita, two dollar beer Fridays, and then even on Sunday it is the five hundred dollar March Betting Challenge as well as the Santa Isabel. I mean, it's going to be so much fun. It's going to be a great weekend. Oh, and the Fashionable Phillies Luncheon. Fashionable Phillies Luncheon. That's right. Don't forget if you can go. Tickets are a little pricey. They're 150 bucks. Um, but it's a successful, like, two-decade-long event that usually has brought, been in, in Saratoga. So this is going to be different. And then all proceeds benefit the backstretch community in Southern California. Go to sanita.com to check that out. Go to uh, littleredfeather.com to check out all our horses. And you can email me, billy at littleredfeather.com. Uh, go to at own a horse for our Twitter feed at the Michelle U at BKLRF. Uh, Michelle has put up a website for this uh, podcast. Um, I think it's called the own a horse podcast.com. Is that what it's I called? I think so, yeah. Uh, can, we, can I give my hubby kudos? Good you job can. while I was gone, hubby. It was amazing. Did he win three races? He won three races. So he's won like with a, he's won five of his last seven starters, and the other two have still been on the board. He has been the man. He's been hot as anybody. Ryan Hansen, congratulations. Uh, we're rooting for you. Have a great weekend. Michelle, It's so uh, thank you for all your stories. It's great to have you back. Uh, again, kudos to you. You, des- you deserve all the credit you, you received. So, um, I really congratulations. appreciate that, Billy. Thank yep. you. You do. Uh, this is the Horse Ownership Experience. We, exper- we want to thank our sponsors, TaylorMade, Delmar, Santa Anita, Listen, to all the people that listen to the show and that has found us and downloaded it, you guys are incredible. We hope you enjoy it. We'll be back next week with more here on the Horse Ownership Experience. Thanks. Bye, everyone. Thanks a lot. Bye. You're listening to the Horse Ownership Experience with Billy Koch and Michelle Yu. 